0: Thank <music>
1: Basement in City Hall. This is the Queen City Improvement Bureau. This meeting is now in session. Hey, first up on our agenda, we have the attendance. Okay. Uh, so we have um, Saul Barzoom. That's me. You, you are Saul
2: Barzoom. Yeah. Uh, the. Um, you know how you asked last week if I could uh, get you made a, a Darth? Yes. Yeah, uh, that didn't go over so well, so I lost my status as well. They, uh, the Emperor just kind of like started smashing things and cast me out into so the darkness. the Galactic
1: so, Empire does not it does not really brook innovation.
2: No, right, they do not. Okay, not at all. That no. is all
1: right. Okay, so there, therefore you are Saul Barsoom. Sure. Although I could swear that your name was Paul Duchesne. And that, oh, that's, that's right. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That is my real name. Oh, good. It's been so long since I've used it on the show that I forgot.
1: Exactly. And Abram Porham.
2: Um, Abram. No, I don't see an Abram Porham here.
1: Okay, Okay, well, I think I've probably misspelled my own name. Okay. Abram Morgan. Okay, there we go. All right. And uh, this week we also have uh, filling in, uh, we have Feldeacon Alakon from Earth 5, Planet of the Vampires. Oh, excellent. Okay, he's here as well on text. He's mostly just texting emojis. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Are they vampiric emojis? No, there's oh. some
1: pigs, some dogs, uh, and some thumbs up. Oh. Yeah. Uh, don't ask me.
2: Yeah. You know, I expected more from Fel.
1: Me too. Me too. Yeah. Definitely. So what's, what's first on our agenda tonight,
2: Paul? Hey, Have you heard about, uh, do you know what a tender is?
1: Uh, I know how it makes me feel
2: <laughs> well, uh, as it turns out uh, the city uh, when it needs something done or it needs to buy something, it puts out a tender and asks people to like send uh, send in uh, quotes on how much they can pay for a thing and you know I thought it was it would be worthwhile if we started to uh, take a look at some of the uh, some of those tenders and just make you know the public aware of the tenders that the city is putting out
1: are there tender is it a tender for tenderizer? Not this week. Okay. All right. I will I will play I will play this
2: week's tender. Asphalt Bits. The City of Regina is accepting sealed tenders marked C O R two eight two seven Asphalt Bits. Tenders can be dropped off at the main floor ambassador's desk or fifth floor purchasing branch. Closing date, February 2nd, no later than 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. This has been a Queen City Tender Moment. Okay, I hope you found that
1: informative. That was very tender. Excellent. I, I would like to point out that asphalt bits are not bits of asphalt. Really? Yeah. I <laughs> mean, you can, you can submit a tender for bits of asphalt. Well, oh, I guess my tender is going to be rejected then. Yeah, I think so. But they will actually, they much more prefer that you submitted a tender for bits used for drilling. And oh, damn.
2: Because I just dropped off a big bag of bits of asphalt at the ambassador's desk on the first floor.
1: Oh, they'll use those.
2: Oh. Okay.
1: Don't worry about that. (laughs) Good. They always they they use everything there. Excellent. Uh, What's next? Well, tonight I believe we have uh, we've got a couple of special guests, um, a couple of improvement vectors, uh, but our first vector is uh, Barbara Menley. Hi, Barbara. Hello. Hello. Hi, you both. Hello. Yes. Hello to you.
0: Lovely to be here in the basement of City Hall. Thank
2: Uh,
1: you. Was it was
2: it difficult to get here?
0: Uh, I took the stairs. Excellent choice. Yeah. Thank you. you.
2: You don't want to get stuck in the elevator. No. 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 Yeah. The Either The forever. lights are out in it, and um, there's water pooling at say. the bottom, and we're not sure where it's coming from. <laughs>
0: sort of rusty. Sort of yeah. rusty. We
2: hope it's rust.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the Geiger counters suggest otherwise, but... Oh, dear. Yeah. What
0: a
2: mess.
1: So, what brings you here, Barbara?
0: Um, well, I was invited to come
2: here. Mm-hmm. Well, to talk about your show.
0: Yes. To talk about the project I'm doing at Dunlop Art Gallery, Prairie History Redux, um, which is a project that I've been developing with uh, s- with Blair Fornwall, one of the curators there, um, since fall of last year, and what I've been doing is going through as many of the materials in the fabulous Perry History Room as I can, as I have been able to, taking uh, short phrases or images out of all of them and activating all of that into drawings that are installed around the library in various locations.
2: And so they're, um, are you actually drawing them, or I noticed that they're on like an onion skin, like a heavy sort of see-through parchment kind of paper? I
0: scanned uh, the the books or pages from the books, and then I took them into my studio and drew them, and sometimes Uh I did performances in the library as drawing performances, so they were public performances, yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. Um so where what uh, kinds of material are you using to produce the drawings?
0: Um I'm I'm just using uh felt on paper. Um I it's some paper that I worked with um tr- uh, did a watercolor wash on it to give it some texture and to make it look like the beautiful prairie sky. So it's blue, all the pieces are blue and uh some of them and and that that and ink, paper and ink is pretty much it and and Paint, and um, they're installed in plinths, the plexiglass uh, containers throughout the gallery, and also hanging in a series of them
2: outside the Prairie History Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They they look. Are they like pages from books that you've reproduced? Like a lot of it looks like covers, or are you, um, or phrases that have been taken from texts?
0: Yeah, just just a bit of maybe each drawing. They'll have hundreds of different different bits on them, and, and one book could be from one side of the library, the other could come from the other side of the library. So I'm putting all of these images and phrases together, thinking about how that... Because the Prairie History Room really is a, a fantastic reflection of prairie history, I think. It's got um, oh, all the town books from, from the Northern Plains, pretty much. At any time a town makes one of those books with the town history it's there it's got yearbooks um it's also got um, residential school histories it's got some pretty difficult material in terms Mm of gender and race Uh, there's there's books in there that are 150 years old there's even um a, a book from the 1700s it's a hudson's bay company ledger that so if you're wondering how much you get for a beaver pelt in that time, then they have that in the in the prayer history Room history as well. So it's got this really wide collection, and you know, alongside all of the, there's there's difficult materials, there's racist materials, there's misogynist materials, but there's also a lot of other things as well. And I think that 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 describes so well prairie history, right? That that's where we are. That's the, that's the, that's the space we're in. And um, so to be able to go in and, and pull those things out and activate those in drawings that are actually in the space of the library where people are moving
1: around. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. So but, uh, what spurred your interest in the project in the first place?
0: Um, well, the Don Lott contacted me about it, but also because I've been doing a lot of archival research for a while, um and, and putting that together into my art practice. So I've been doing a lot of work with archival mapping and um and archival mapping and also how art was used to recruit settlers to the prairies in early colonial times is, is the I just finished my PhD, uh, project based PhD on that. So I was working with those materials. Yeah.
1: So what kind of what kind of art would they use to entice oh, those, I, I have an idea. Yeah, you. You t- do. T- tell us about some of the things that they would use to get these poor poor people from Europe to come over. Absolutely. The
0: um they they would these I think these these gorgeous posters with with hus- you know with vital blonde people, you know, Looking out over the horizon, you know, and beefy cattle and, and you know, these, these really bountiful images, fanciful imaginaries of prairie farming, the early colonial prairie farming, that kind of image. Or they used to take photographs of wheat stocks, wheat, wheat fields, but they'd kind of, com- they'd move all the wheat stocks so that there'd be more in the picture. The Canadian government would do that. There's all sorts of, they got up to all sorts of hijinks like that.
1: Oh, fantastic. Yeah,
0: yeah. So there's a lot of that kind of falsification of what it looked like.
2: Yeah. Mm. I definitely found, like, uh, when I went to see it, I found it, like, qu- quite troubling. I jotted down a couple of the things, so I kind of, like, copied some of your copying. Yes, of um, course. Uh, that I, I found, yeah, it was it was really affecting. Him. <laughs> My kid couldn't read. Um mm-hmm. So uh, one of the roles in the in one of the plinths, uh, it starts off with owls were hooting in the passing of mm. the night, owls were hooting, and then later on further along it says, in search of utopia, and then somewhere else on there it says, unusual weddings, and then there's the infested blanket.
0: Yes. Mm. And yeah. it's so
2: troubling that this is... You know this idea of utopia contrasted with the the, the colonization that was going on at that time. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and the attempts to clear the plains of the indigenous people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, but but uh, you know it's something that that is so much a part of where we are, and um, it, it's important to take it up. Um, but in how so? How do we do that? How do we do that in ways that activate all of those parallel histories?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah another one you had was um like the role right next to it it started with the beaver men spearheads <laughs> of empire <Yes. laughs> uh and then there was like I lived in paradise and there was christianizing education yes. and civiliz- <laughs> civilizing
3: yeah yes, it's yeah it's all it was there really together
2: yeah.
0: yeah except that that's it that's yeah. that's 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 why we're
2: here yeah yeah um the pieces that you have hanging by the the reading room, yes, they're hanging from the ceiling and they're all sort of see through. Yes, um, I, like I'm, I i was not tall enough, but can you like actually see through them so kind they overlay? Of,
0: yeah, um, they're they're meant to be viewed so that um, because they're they're hanging, so they're, they move with air currents or as people walk by, the the your body will. You know the air currents that you carry with your body will make them move, and I wanted to make it almost like a like a moving picture so that sometimes you can see what's behind sometimes you can't, and there's various densities of uh you know sometimes yeah that there's there's various visual densities there
1: yeah mm-hmm. so. Tell, tell me uh tell me about like a particular text or record that you have anything that you've really f- you that you found striking in, in the course of your research
0: oh i i found something in the in the library there i i was just going through the stacks basically just kind of going i like the color of that one and pulling it it was and it's such a wonderful way to go through a library and archive is to just just see which one draws your hands and uh, or you know pulls your heart or something and um i found a it just looked like a regular book it was maybe it's maybe it's eight by ten or se- seven by nine i open it open it up and it's actually a fold out map that folds out to about four feet by eight feet and it's from nineteen o seven and it's wow. just it, yeah there's all sorts of little gems like that in the library, and so I've used that to give me the idea for an entire new body of work where I'm going to be making some of those things making making new versions oh. of those,
2: yeah, oh wow, yeah, yeah. so I have some. I, i've heard that you used to be a cartographer is that true
0: i i did used to be a cartographer. get out I, i'm in i'm in the basement here with you and i'm, a, I'm yeah. a former
1: cartographer
2: did you make a map on the way in because we have trouble finding oh. our way out oh it's
1: cart cartography isn't maps it's carts oh, <laughs> oh damn! You, have, did you bring out. a cart with us with you to well, get I've us read, out i wrote a map oh, oh. yeah okay yeah. yeah apparently we don't have the budget to leave the basement for at least until the next fiscal. Is that everybody, so. or just, you, c- nope. yeah. just um, you guys? Well, at first the memo suggested everybody, but it began to like get cut down till it was just us. Okay, yeah. so I'll so. be able to get out. You, you can. can, yes.
2: Yeah. Okay. And to be honest, you're the only. Pr- you guys are the only people we've seen in the last seven days. So. Oh
1: dear. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like people come <laughs> down here. <laughs> this, this is why we're Lisa. asking for food. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not allowed down here. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> so, which actually, this this prompts me to remind everybody that uh, this is being broadcast on ninety one point three FM CJTR, Virginia's community radio station.
2: Yeah, but we are the Queen City Improvement Bureau.
1: Are we of
2: of yes, we the are. city of Virginia? Sometimes yeah. I forget. Yeah, it's it's all true.
1: I think, I think I think the scurvy is kicking in a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, yeah. Yeah, you look a little splotchy today. Actually, yeah.
1: <laughs> and splotchy. Yeah, that's right.
2: Um, so, what what did you do as a as a cartographer? I drew maps of of, of where. Of, of, so uh, you didn't deal with carts. You'd... No,
0: no. I guess I mean, if I had the chance to do it all over again, I probably would do it differently. But um, I worked for the resource industry um, first in Calgary. It was my job out of high school. I worked in the oil patch, and then after that, I worked in uh, mining. And when I moved to Vancouver, I worked in and gold mining actually so i have actually been in a gold mine oh wow it was the first woman down that mine <laughs> which apparently is very very unlucky oh really yeah yeah that's why they wouldn't let women go down anyway oh. so i worked in mining and um yeah resource and mining industry for quite a while and while i did that it was great because it was a good day job um yeah
2: yeah so did you actually like map the mine yes so i know. did yes oh so yes. then you'll be perfect to get us out of here
0: well i mean it depends on what kind of drilling of uh, you know uh equipment you have on hand we have, we've got asphalt bits
2: just asphalt Fantastic. Bits.
1: Unf- unf- unfortunately not actually drill bits they are that bag of asphalt bits that uh, well, just the leftovers that together. the ambassadors wouldn't take yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So did you and on the surface did you do like topography maps with like
0: yes I oh, did that wow. too contour mapping and um, cool yeah I really enjoyed it I the reason I, one of the reasons I stopped is because it, it sort of came to a time when when it was uh, becoming more computer based and I had the choice of sort of learning a new a whole new craft or mm. moving on to something else so I stopped doing it maybe around the night early nineties oh okay yeah. yeah but but I but I use it all the time now in my art practice right yeah.
2: So mm-hmm. what else have you mapped like, for, your, for your artwork?
0: What else have I mapped? Well, oh, yeah. I've, been, I've been unmapping, actually. I've been oh, do- really? doing what I call experimental cartographies, so I'm actually erasing
1: a lot of maps right
0: now.
2: What does that mean? <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> so that's okay. That's, uh, I, I just like it because maps are just nothing but trouble, so erasing them is fun. That's, like,
0: me. that's fantastic. Okay, yeah. well, we can work together. I'm, I'm redrawing some old early colonial maps, and then I'm, I'm looking at various ways to, to, to erase them. So I'm both drawing them, and then I erase them. Or or cut out, cut them out, or, yeah, dig out or,
1: yeah, punch them out.
0: <laughs> making small, making holes in
1: them. Okay. Yeah. Erasure, revelation, collage, and palimpsest. Okay, I can get with all exactly, these things. Exactly, exactly, yeah.
2: exactly. Wow. Um, and so if you had to take... Um, all of the stuff that you've learned from this Prairie History Redux, and uh, well, and your mapping as well. Yeah. Uh, how does that uh, affect your understanding of the Queen City?
0: Oh, that's an excellent question. Um it, it gives me well. It yeah, it expands my understanding. It it strengthens it for sure, and it gives me, I think, um, a lot of opportunities to be able to talk about some of this stuff, which I'm most, which I'm happiest about, um, having some of these conversations and and being aware. Of, Of how this all fits together being more aware right yeah Mm.
2: yeah Uh, and how can we apply it to our practice in the improvement bureau
0: well certainly take it up with city hall yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean i think uh, can you can you maybe um affect the tender process at all like no you can't no oh dear only for carts well, start there. Yeah. I mean, start there.
1: We, we honestly thought you'd be more enthusiastic about that. About but, carts? But, but you're doing maps, so it's a little... You don't hard. think I'm enthusiastic? Well, may like I, can... maybe about maps, but not about carts, which is really close to my
2: heart. Uh, okay. I'm not sure why.
1: Uh.
2: <laughs> so, and I know that I guess it was last week you had an uh you can't remember the name of it you did a uh, you did an artist talk at the uh, the r p l last week was it
0: uh this- Sixteenth is that a Saturday, and the nineteenth maybe, whatever, okay. whatever. With either one of those dates is a Saturday is when I did right, it.
2: Right. Yeah. Is there any? Is there any more of those coming up?
0: Uh, I'm doing a talk on at um, University of Regina at Art for Lunch, which is their weekly artist talk series that happens from noon to one on f- every Friday throughout the semesters. So I'm giving an Art for Lunch talk on uh, February twelfth,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I'll be talking about that work there, or right. similar, uh, that and my other work.
2: Right, yeah. and will you actually be bringing it in and uh, doing like a present? Uh, sorry, uh, demonstration again, or
0: no, no, that'll oh. just be images and okay. maybe some dance. I don't know dance. I, guess, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> Are
2: you pulling my leg about the dance? I
0: mean, yes and no. I mean, I, <laughs> you'll just have to come and find out. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There will be maps and dancing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maps
0: for sure. Possibly dancing. So yeah. let's put it that way.
2: And how long does the show go on? At the um, it
0: long? comes down the middle of February. Okay. Yep.
2: Okay. And what happens to it then?
0: Uh, would you like to buy it?
2: I don't know. I'm worried it would get damp down here.
0: Well, once you buy it, <laughs> Can keep it in the. It's yours. You do what you yeah. want with it.
1: I think so. We could we could line we could yeah. line the walls you could paper. The, we could walls. the walls. That's yeah, true. And what, I keep asking nice. Aiden
2: to get like uh, rolls of paper towels. So I guess
0: I know it's yeah. absorbent. It's an absorbent yeah. work of art. So
2: yeah, yeah. No, it, no. Actually, and it's it's way too gorgeous. Actually, I was <laughs> <laughs> I was totally knocked out. So. <laughs> He's starting to feel bad much. about suggesting yeah, yeah. like
1: like absorbing Aww. things. Yeah, okay.
2: I didn't like the direction this pit was going.
1: <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I. I'm assuming you like keep it and put it on again. I hope.
0: Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that, that's, it's it is definitely a site specific work. So it is specific mm-hmm. to the Prairie History Room. So it's it's. Right. Um, I guess if it was going to go somewhere else, it would have to take on. It would have to change in some way. Right. Um. Because I, you know, we uh, with with together with Blair Fornwald, we worked how how it would work and where it would go, and it's all specific to that place.
2: Right. So. so I guess yeah, it was kind of like they they approached you. So yeah, I yeah. guess it, it makes sense to keep it with the Prairie History Room.
0: Oh, I don't think they'll keep it.
2: No, I <laughs> no. don't have a lot of space. No, here too, no, no.
0: Though. But yeah. you know, it'll probably just go into my studio with the others.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So any other projects coming up on the horizon?
0: Yeah. I'm uh, the mapping the atlas pieces I was talking yeah. about. I have a. I was. Um, a, I've got a grant from the Saskatchewan Foundation to develop that project, and this this coming fall. Um, and but before that, I'm working on some other uh, a project, a show for Plain Red Gallery. That's going to be uh, Plain Red Gallery is the gallery at First Nations University, and um, that's going to be some of my experimental cartographies, as well as video piece works, a video work of me digging a hole. <laughs> um, Yes, that. That's a performance piece I did um, summer before last on the gallery really? where I was digging a hole.
2: To go where?
0: Uh, just to dig. Okay. Pretty much just digging, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's a show that's going to um, open at Plain Red Gallery at the beginning of March, March, beginning of March sometime. And then I'll be taking that show to the Comox Valley Art Gallery in Courtney this, in the summer. And then it'll be going to uh, Modern Field Gallery in Kingston the following year.
1: Oh, those things. Nice. So, if you got in a fight with Google Maps, yes, who would win? Them, because they're much bigger. They, they are. They are a
0: lot bigger. And they have pictures of me, and I don't have pictures of them. Ooh, that's a yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think. Yeah.
2: yeah, I guess you could make pictures of them, and then you would be at the top of that food chain.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to keep up though. <laughs> the
2: cartography food chain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You just eat maps
2: i guess i I don't know
1: yeah it would be lots of texture and contour right exactly exactly (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks a lot for coming in Barbara. thanks you guys yeah and uh because because you have been uh recognized as an improvement vector by the queen city improvement bureau (gasps) we'd like to give you this certificate
0: oh my gosh Certificate of improvement. This acknowledges that Barbara Manili has been recognized as an improvement factor by the Clean City Improvement Bureau. There's only one signature on here.
2: I'll get oh. to that. Sorry.
0: Um, is, this, is this authentic?
1: It, it is. Absolutely. It's completely authentic. Okay.
2: And 100% uh, official.
1: I'll take, I'm going to get a quick picture
2: of you. This one? is, okay. the,
0: this is, this is the, the radio sound of me getting my picture taken. Okay.
2: Click <laughs> Excellent.
1: All right, what's next on the agenda? I believe we have some improvements to discuss oh, or some innovative revenue tools. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. And uh, if I if I recall correctly, we're going to be uh, talking about birds and bird watching.
2: We are. Uh, there was a council meeting this week. And, uh, so anyways, innovative revenue tools. Every week, uh, we look at ways, uh, that the city can improve its bottom line by coming up with, um, new ways to save money or to make money. And, uh, at council this week, uh, they were talking about the libel field, uh, and, uh, Regina Minor Football came to visit to talk right. about the field. Are they birds? No, they aren't. Okay. But they mentioned, uh, you know, how well used uh, the Libel Field is, and how it's not just used by footballers, and by soccerers, and joggers.
1: And volleyballers.
2: Right. It's used by everybody. And uh, Lee Antonini, who is the head of the Regina Minor Football, he, um, and he's also a firefighter, incidentally, this is what he had to say about one of the groups that uh, uses Libel Field. Uh, lots of use for if if they want to use it, we're going to be there, and you know, we're more than willing to, to share it with uh, all the communities, and including the uh, I think I must have said uh, bird watchers or something on TV or something because I've been getting mass har- harassment at the fire hall for that one. So, even the, even the bird watchers, <laughs> so yeah, even bird watchers are using Lybell Field and. <laughs> What? And apparently Lee Antonini what? has been getting grief for bird watchers using the football field.
1: <laughs> so we should we should find a way to monetize this.
2: Well, you know what? It just so happens that Barbara Young, one of our favorite counselors from mm. Ward 1, uh, she um, took some mild objection to what Lee had to say about bird watchers.
0: And just as a sidebar... Bird watching is great <laughs> <laughs> it actually tracks the birds and it can identify environmental threats and in the, the and bird watchers spent 32 billion dollars us in the North American economy
1: in this last year thank heavens for Google
4: <laughs> <laughs> thank you councilor young
1: 32 billion dollars 32 billion dollars
2: in bird watching that could money. all
1: the hours
2: it could be yeah
1: if only maybe if we okay i can picture a couple of ways one we could make bird watching uh, well, we could make bird watching illegal mm-hmm. and subject to fines so that if you see a bird you have to pay let say hundred and fifty bucks
2: you know and I think the birds yeah. would appreciate that because they must be getting really tired of people watching their birdie business yeah,
1: exactly like mm-hmm. i mean well, how would you feel if you were trying to like you know, get some sleep, and some gigantic birds were watching you through the window. Exactly. So,
2: yeah. That would freak me right, the bird out. Exactly. So yeah. you
1: as bird would be freaked out, so we should uh, we should make some money off this. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So we'd have to, like, somehow come up with an app that was in your computerized bird-watching device that would let us know when it's taking a picture of a bird, and then we can charge them for it.
1: The other thing we can do is actually take all the birds in North America and bring them here. So oh, all those people would have to come here to watch the birds. I like that. $32 billion in our pockets.
2: That's fantastic. We could just keep them all at Live Field, all the birds in North America. Yep. And then we could charge money for bird watchers from all over North America to come here to see them. Bingo. Yeah.
1: All the way it's- from the pigeons to the crows to those little brown ones. Yeah. I believe those are the only birds. <laughs> I
2: think you're right. Okay. I've only really ever seen the pigeons, and I've only heard stories about the crows and the brown ones. So
1: Exactly. So they, they must be the ones that the bird watchers like. Yeah. On oh, on parrots. Parrots? Pet parrots.
2: Really? Yeah. I've never... I've, yeah, I, I only remember them from Treasure Island. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'd go to Treasure Island and get them, bring them back. Bring them here? Yes. Excellent. I think that would work.
2: Just think, like, there would be all these bird watchers staying in our hotel rooms, and... Um, and, you know, eventually just start watching us.
1: Exactly. And then we could find them. Exactly. Because we want to double up on this revenue stream. Yeah. Where are they going to go? There's no no birds anywhere else. It's true. Oh. Okay. Just, just, just hoping that you two might, might think this is a great revenue idea.
3: This is terrifying. Yes.
1: I'm afraid of birds. Ter- yeah. terri- terrifying. Have you not good. seen
3: the movie Birds? You know they're yeah. going to come and peck your eyes out. Eventually. So I, I'm afraid of this attraction.
1: Well, we'll just, we'll let you know. So
2: just you can stay away from it. Libel Field, will be fine. Yeah.
3: Okay. Or yeah. or the outdoors. It works for my Dome Downtown campaign. So okay. we'll keep them at Libel. Nice. Very <laughs> nice.
2: All right. Well, if that Innovative Revenue Tool doesn't work, we have a few more. Well, there you go. Those are our Innovative Revenue Tools for this week.
1: Excellent. And uh, for, the, for those who are not aware, we are broadcasting uh, on 91.3 FM CJTR. Regina's community radio station, and that's in compliance with memo EX-1063, uh, public outreach on the part of the city.
2: Yeah, that's us. That is us. So next on the agenda is uh, City Hall WTF.
1: People have been writing in about the WTF. I don't, I'm not sure why. They say it's inappropriate.
2: Uh, I think it stands for what's this thing.
1: Yes, yes, that's exactly it.
2: Yeah, City um, Hall, what's this thing?
1: <laughs> I thought it was why, why that thing.
2: That might be it, too. Else? Anyway. Yeah. Um, so th- uh, every week we are taking a look at uh, a different part of the city. Uh, we've been to, so far, Ward 1 and met the wonderful Barbara Young, the counselor there. We've been to Ward 2 and met the very oratory counselor, uh, Bob Hawkins, there. <laughs> and to Ward 3 to meet the very laid-back counselor, Sean, Sean Fraser. Fraser. Yeah. This week, no surprise, Ward 4.
1: I am... I am- I'm always amazed. I mean, I know it's going to be sequential, but every week it hits me and it's just as a big surprise. It's, it's completely new.
2: Well, you're probably wondering where Ward 4 is. Yes. I can tell you, or Shane I can tell you. Hang on a sec. <laughs>
4: Commencing at the intersection of Highway 1 Bypass and Victoria Avenue. East on Victoria Avenue to University Park Drive. South on University Park Drive to Aaron's Road. Southeast on Aaron's Road to Woodland Grove Drive. North on Woodland Grove Drive to the easternmost point of Houghton Road. East on the eastern city limit. South along the city limit to Arcola Avenues and Highway 33. Northeast along the city limit to the creek. West along uh, following the city limit to Highway 1. North along the Highway 1 to Point of Commencement. And that's Ward 4. Ward 4? More like, give me Ward More.
2: So that is the boundary of Ward 4. Now we know. Yeah, and you're probably wondering what's in Ward 4.
1: Uh, Actually, I think I do know. Um, There's the, uh, well, there's the LDS Temple.
2: There is. Yeah, Latter-day
1: Saints. Uh, there's a big old cemetery. There is, uh, and there's the uh, Japanese Consul General. Is that the Mar- Japan
2: Honorary Consul Thank General? You.
1: Thank you very much. Yep.
2: And there's also the Sandra Schmirler Center, and uh, W.S. Horlock School.
1: Well, well mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to suggest a grand conspiracy of uh, Mormons, Japanese, and the undead, and curlers, but. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it's happening.
2: If, if it's going to happen anywhere in Regina, it, it w- will be Ward 4. I-
1: exactly. So we need to keep an eye on Ward 4.
2: Yeah. So the counselor for Ward 4 is Brian Burnett. And what can we say about Brian Burnett? What? Uh, I'm asking. What can we say about Brian Burnett? I- I'm not sure. Is he any relation to Sonny Burnett? No, he's not, actually. He's okay. the most soft-spoken of all the counselors. And the mostly spoken <laughs> of all the
1: counselors. So, so it's sort of, with soft-spoken, so his voice is like a gentle wave. It is. Aww. It is.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's, a soothing, he's a soothing breeze in the midst of the chaos of city council. Um, he actually, he won his seat, though. He only won a seat by 36 votes, and that was after a recount. He was, yeah, uh, back in 2012, he was up against uh, a firecracker of a candidate, Tina Baudry Malore who uh, really fought. And uh, she almost took the seat from him. Uh, Well, and I guess he was a new councillor. She was a new councillor, or new attempt to be a councillor. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next election in October. Uh, Burnett, apparently, according to his bio on the website, uh, used to be a senior advisor for resource market development and investment attraction in the ministry of the economy.
1: I believe, which I believe is funded by, uh, the Japanese Mormons. Oh, well, there yeah, you go. That would explain I a lot. There, uh, I, I knew the connection would come up sooner or later. Yeah. And I would like
2: to get my title changed to senior advisor for resource market development if that's possible. Me too. Yeah. Well, we could both be one. I'll,
1: um, I'll put the request up to the sixth floor.
2: Yeah. I had, I did have some trouble trying to figure out what exactly um, I could talk about in terms of what things that Councillor Burnett has accomplished and Councillor Burnett has done. Uh, I did manage to find uh, this motion that he uh, put forward a, about a year ago. Uh, well, I'm just going to play the motion, actually, and then we'll talk about it.
4: Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Through you, I would like to uh, bring forward or, uh, an amendment or a motion, I should say, relating to the recent downtown transportation study. A yes. second for that, please. I'll Mr. second Hawkins, does that. it? Okay. Thank you. I'll, uh, I'll read the uh, resolution. Therefore, be it resolved that the administration be directed to expand the scope of the downtown transportation study to include a review of the feasibility of restricting full-size buses to Saskatchewan Drive, Albert Street, Broad Street and Victoria Avenue, along with the provision of a free fare, smaller bus shuttle service within the area defined by those roads. Be it further resolved that recommendations related to the above form part of the DTS, Downtown Transportation Study, report to City Council in November of 2013.
1: Am I, I am carried away on a cloud of, of good feelings. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just that, that soothing voice.
2: How would you feel if I let you know that all of what he was just saying is that he was trying to get buses taken out of the downtown? That man is... Really? Yeah, so the motion was to no longer have the full size buses travel through downtown and get them off 11th avenue which is where the current uh, bus uh, exchange is uh, have the bus exchange on one of the, one or all of the fringes and then have a free shuttle service so you if you want to take a bus downtown you'd have to transfer to a free mini bus shuttle that would shuttle you around downtown
1: is downtown that big it seems
2: you know, if I can get to Albert and Vic, I find I can walk almost everywhere. But
1: you, you know what I think they should what? do? They should actually construct a, uh, a Hummer that uh, that's literally just sort of encircles the downtown. It's okay. one sort of like vehicle that connects up with itself, and it just kind of drives back and forth. Jeez! And they just have to fill it up with gas all day. You mean
2: like the the limousine that that yeah. uh, ty- that oil tycoon would drive in the Bugs Bunny cartoons? First it was like, and it would just like circle the city. Yes. And just go, oh, that's good.
1: Uh, it is good. It's, uh, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass that memo up to sixth floor to a report.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, anyways, the motion uh, was to investigate the possibility of this working, and uh, city administration came back and said, uh, no, it won't work. So it didn't happen. Oh well. Yeah, and to be fair to Councillor Burnett, this was actually one of uh, Mayor Fougere's campaign promises that he would investigate this when he uh, ran in the 2012 election. But, uh, so anyways, that was uh, that was Councillor uh, Burnett's motion. Uh, and while I was hunting for that motion, I found a few more clips of Councillor Burnett in action.
4: As a new Councillor, it's very important to get a read from the public in terms of what's very sensitive out there in the issues and... I guess in my mind, a complete community should have the, I guess, the local neighborhood pub. The, I, I grew up with Cheers, so places everybody knows your name. I guess my one one concern in the process, which I'm learning as a new, new councillor, that I too, I guess, I'm a little bit like uh, Councillor Hawkins. I'm, I'm an old bureaucrat that was trained that uh, before you go down a dark alley, make sure you kind of know what's at the other end. Again, I just want to say that it's not that we're—it's not an important uh, issue. It's not that we're abandoning it. It's just—I think it's just a good business practice that before you sign a document, if you're not comfortable with what the outcome or what you're signing, I think we need to need to have that comfort. I'm a new counselor and been here for a couple of years, and I've never seen a number of delegations that have been most respectful and kind of understanding of the challenges we have. It's been a little bit frustrating, a new counselor on many big issues. Where nobody even phones.
1: Oh, nobody even phones.
2: I know. It's so and sad. I should note that those uh, clips come, uh, they range from like 2013 to 2015. So even in January of 2015, he's still calling himself a new counselor.
1: Nobody so, even phones. Nobody, nobody calls. I, I, sh- I should also like to mention that this is the second time we've played a clip of counselors in which they seem to have a confusion between. Actual life and television. Uh the last time there was uh during the uh political mm-hmm. budget when the one counselor said, you know, I I watch Law and Order and I know it's T V but it's real life. Yeah. And now uh counselor Burnett seems to have this idea that Cheers was an actual uh de- unless he grew up in Boston.
4: Oh
2: maybe.
1: Yeah. Then, maybe uh, so so there you go. Uh,
2: my research uh, didn't reveal if you ever if maybe he's norm. I don't know. Maybe he's not. Maybe, Although he sounds more like Cliff.
1: But anyway, <laughs> he grew up on a, on a back lot, yeah. studio back lot or something.
2: Anyways, I think we should call this segment. I think we should.
1: I think there's no profit to be gleaned from going on further. <laughs>
2: no. Okay, so, so that is Ward 4. Um, what's next?
1: Oh, I believe. Do we have another guest? We do. Uh, I, I knew I recognized the person in the corner because they weren't employed here. Yeah. So. so we have, we have Lisa. From the Regina Downtown Business Improvement District,
3: hi, I took a shuttle over you did oh, yeah that's it's that's... a long way from our office to city hall
1: It, it is a long so way so we
3: should have shuttles downtown
1: I agree not none of those big unwieldy, um, hulking buses. <laughs> Just getting
3: in the way. I prefer in. a Kubota, actually, but no, we don't have budget for it, so I actually walked.
2: What about a palanquin? Could we have, like, okay. palanquins <laughs> <Or> downtown?
3: <laughs> Again, well, you know, I think the pelicans probably won't pick, peck our eyes out, so yes. Okay. Well, Allowed in the dome face? of downtown. Right. There's another bird to watch. Penguins. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. pelicans. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: And yet another, so many birds to watch. The billion, like with every species, it's another few billion. This is, yeah, we'll be the richest city in the world. Uh, We'll be like Brunei. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) You're not here to talk about birds.
3: (laughs) The most terrifying subject to me, and you pick it to discuss, so this is fantastic. I feel right at home.
1: Are you you actually a little bit bird-phobic?
3: Oh, we know. We don't bring birds into the office. You can bring your dogs... Maybe cats. Maybe even no snakes. Birds. Snakes are fine. Cool. Snakes are allowed. And we're in downtown.
1: Excellent. That, that'll that make some people we know very happy.
3: Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're good yeah.
1: with the snake. Excellent. So, but, but no birds. Okay, we'll leave it at that. So we actually asked you to, uh, down here to talk about restaurant week.
3: Yeah, very exciting. We are... So thrilled and so full from all of our tasting <laughs> of restaurant week uh, that now we have to leave the eating to everybody else, so we hope everyone gets out and and tries some new food
2: i 'm glad you used your break to come visit us and talk about food that we don 't have
3: i 'm right. sorry, I know you have no food, but they they warned me i wasn 't allowed in with food, so it 's true, uh, yeah
2: security again
3: yeah. Um, so t-
1: tell us tell us about restaurant week what is it and, and what restaurants are involved.
3: Restaurant week is a chance to experience a three-course meal at a reasonable price. So $35 at most places is going to get you a three-course meal. Some places it will actually get you to can dine for 35 And if you go to the Fat Badger, at uh, $25 will get you a three-course meal. So it happens from t- today all the way until February 10th. So there are 12, 13 restaurants and uh, one after-hours spot that you should check out in the next Two weeks. What's oh, the after-hour yeah. spot? Uh, Victoria's Tavern is doing a local local brew special, so oh, you can right. check out some local beer. Yeah. You bet. Excellent.
2: What have you tried so far?
3: There's so much food. We don't have time to talk about all the food that I've had, but I think some of the highlights, uh, Copper Kettle has really changed their menu, so there's certainly one to try. I know everyone has an idea of what they're serving, but I, that's changed. Uh, and I, I think anywhere that you go downtown going to have a chance to try something that maybe you haven't before and also some new experiences downtown it's changed i think for those of us in this room we all know downtown has changed but there's a lot of people in the city who maybe leave at five o'clock and don't realize the excitement that's happening
1: was would you say there was a point at which something like restaurant week wouldn't have been successful in the downtown or
3: Oh, for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, Yeah. no. I mean, I grew up in Regina, so I grew up in the hood. I've been here a long time, Uh, seen downtown in many different ways where you could always find a parking spot because, quite frankly, nothing was happening. Uh, And so now the challenge is that so much is happening that we do have a bit of a perception that there isn't parking where. You know, it's just a question of walking a little bit farther than what perhaps we're used to. So we finally have a good mass of variety of restaurants that we can make this happen.
1: Hmm. So what do you attribute the change to? I mean, is it just do you think it's just economic or do you think there's
3: also a cultural shift around the downtown? Yeah, I, th- I think it's both. I think the economic shift brought home some folks who had traveled and seen what downtowns could be. And change of mindset, you know, it takes us a while to change here in the Queen City. And so that that's slowly starting to happen, a more urban-focused society. And realizing the heart of the city is really a test for the vitality of your whole city. Cool.
2: Yeah. Um, so... <sighs> Uh, I'm sorry, Aiden. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I thinking, I'm sorry, I'm thinking, awesome. about, I'm thinking about food and I'm like, oh my
1: God, I'm so hungry right
3: now. I'm sorry, I
1: that's ate okay. it all. That's, that's quite fine. So actually, tell us, uh, tell us I, I don't want to sort of prioritize any one particular restaurant over another, but are there any sort of big downtown restaurants uh, that we could mention briefly that are participating?
3: It's like picking my favorite child. Are you I kidding me? Do you want I me to don't. get fired? Um, Copper um, Kettle, mm-hmm, Malt yes. City. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know Flip is fantastic. Crave is doing an amazing job, and Beer Brothers knocked my socks off with their dessert. I did not expect them to have such a killer dessert. So what was the dessert? Um, it was a beignet. I, that was my favorite. They also did a other one, but the beignet is what you have to have. What's a beignet? It's like a donut. Yeah, it's a little fried. It's
1: a bit of fried pastry. It's slightly savory and it's kind of delicious. And no calories. And no calories? No calories. Zero? Oh, good. Well, calories don't count when it's downtown, according to a slogan I saw somewhere. Yeah.
3: I made that up one day, and so I live by it, but something's still happening to my body. I don't know. Oh, please tell me that's
2: on posters.
3: It's on posters. I've got a t shirt. Oh, yeah? I'll bring it to you. Yeah. Right, hold on. Throw (laughs) it out in council meeting.
1: If I if I actually had gone out on Tuesday with the Business Improvement District to sample some of these things, I might have an apron that says that. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. But, of course, that's a different reality because that didn't happen because we don't leave this place. That's, that's true. right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's sad. I know. It's very sad. So I didn't go out and have a wonderful evening uh, with Lisa and, uh, and Judith Verisuk and uh, Sean Fraser and others as we toured restaurants in the downtown and uh, enjoyed some really good food. Really? Yeah.
2: That didn't happen. That's sad. That
1: just (laughs) did not happen. (laughs) We'll
3: have to make that happen. It sounds fantastic. I know, I know. To do it again and again.
1: Exactly. I just have to stress how much that didn't happen. (laughs)
2: Um, So did the the restaurants come to you with this idea, or is this like all uh, the BID's idea?
3: No, you know, this idea is not original to Regina I hate to tell people Uh, so it's been floating around but we had a meeting around December 22nd with the restaurants and they said hey let's do restaurant week I said great how about after Valentine's Day they said no let's do it in January and I was a little stressed and said how about the end of January so we compromised and it was really a collaboration between restaurants who now are working together it's a great community feel I mean obviously everyone wants their business to succeed But they understand that by having good neighbors, it actually draws more people downtown. Mm.
1: Mm. Uh, I know I've been to restaurant weeks in other cities, and they tend to be in the summertime, from my experience. Um, Is there any reason why you have yours sort of in the the midst of winter?
3: Yeah, you know, January, February is a time when most of us... Hibernate. This is not normally the weather that we enjoy. I know you don't know it's nice outside because you're in the basement, but mm. it's nice out for a change. But usually we stay home and we don't gather with friends or, or uh, get together in our community. So this is a chance to do that. Also happens to be a slow season for restaurants. So it was a nice pairing between the two. Mm.
1: Cool. Well, actually, we didn't know that we had an idea that the weather was nice, because there have been, like, a lot of birds scratching at the windows, mm-hmm. trying to get in, looking at us. It's, you know, that that sort of thing. I, found a, I think I have to a, leave.
2: I yeah. found a pigeon trapped in a duct down here <laughs> earlier, and... This There's, like, melt water coming in at the I floor. We thought,
1: we thought the furnace was, like, calling to us, but it turned out it was a pigeon. Yeah. So.
3: My friend is in Texas listening to this, and she's terrified right now because she knows how I feel about birds. And so I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sure she's not going to let me hear the end of it. So thank you.
2: So would you eat a bird for restaurant
3: week? Um, do I have to kill it first and, like, do the whole thing? Or is it prepared? I don't know. Prepared? You told me. I haven't
2: gone to restaurant week yet. So <laughs> is that one of the, the events?
3: I think that would be an, an art installation event that we could do next year. What, you, what okay, count it? me in. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll map it out yeah. and then yeah. unmap it. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll parts. eat the bird. I'll eat it. Yeah. Okay. I've never butchered a bird. Pigs, yes. Birds, yeah. no. Fair enough.
2: Yeah. So is there any sort of competitive aspect to this? Like, are the restaurants fighting each other to win restaurant week?
3: No, but I think they should. We should yeah. have, like, <laughs> fight to the death kind of, like server battles, and I'm in for this.
1: Yeah? You think, like, like Jonathan Fauberger and David Straub should, like, pick up some, like, their chef's knives and just...
3: just. Enter I don't think we in. should give them knives. It would be more entertaining if we, they had spoons or something. Oh, yeah. yes. I, I'm... I'll pitch this to them. I think I think yeah. they
1: should... T- tell them that the Queen City Improvement Bureau is 100%
3: behind uh, why they fight to the I don't see why they wouldn't do it.
2: Yeah. What if we had... We could have, like, uh, people, like... Uh, um, Like restaurant patrons uh, on the plaza, and they could like order from all the all the participating restaurants, and then the servers would have to run off to their respective restaurants, and they'd have to like race to get the food back, and it would be the the competition could be uh, speed Mm -hmm. uh, and and quality of food, and Mm -hmm. you could like film it and make a reality show. I think
3: this is a great web series. We could do some like low budget editing to it. Um <clears throat> we have to give some folks some Kubota's though. They're a little farther away. Like Crave has got a disadvantage yeah. to Malt City. So we, we have to even a, that a shuttle? Out. Yeah. the shuttle? Yeah. The shuttle. We yes. could use the shuttle or the goat shuttle.
2: Yeah. Or we could we could handicap the people at Malt City. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All their servers would have to be would have to do like a three legged race thing.
3: I, I like this. For a sack race. A sack race. Yeah. A sack race downtown. I think a, a culinary sack race. Yeah. <laughs> you make it sound so highbrow. I, know. I think I think
1: I, I think like the it. QCIB should partner with the uh, Business Improvement District because I oh, think we've yeah. totally uh, improved Restaurant Week.
3: Yeah, we, I I love it. Yeah.
1: I love it. I mean, our our last encounter with the, with the BID produced the uh, the great like idea for the Hey Cheese.
3: Yeah, Hey Cheese, 2016. Yep.
2: Great. I hear you're organizing that.
3: Yes, thanks, boss lady. She's listening.
2: That was Judith Verisot, who was our guest on episode three. Sorry, meeting three.
3: Meeting
1: meeting number three. One of our first guests, as a matter of fact. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm trying to get some hay bales now. So, if anyone has any extra round hay bales filled with mice, would be the best. Mm -hmm. So, as they roll, mice scatter on the plaza. Yeah.
1: I think this, yeah, I, I can see. I mean, I can, well, be there for some of the birds, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Again with the
3: up. birds. You just like to bring it right around, don't you? Uh, I do. You were out of my Dome Downtown campaign. Uh, Sorry. Oh, well. Well, they don't let us leave, so that's all right.
1: <laughs> what else could we do for the downtown? <laughs> I think there is no end to the things that we could do to make the downtown <laughs> even better. Yeah.
2: yeah. How is the downtown anyways? I noticed that you've got your rice for a cup. Finally.
3: Oh, yeah. It's up and now melting. It's fantastic. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a little warm out. People ask, are you open? We never close. If you see our hours, those are our hours regardless of it minus, minus 40 or plus 10. We are there. You mm-hmm. might be fishing, but the rink is open, and we do have skates you can borrow for free. Yeah. So come on down.
2: Yeah, no, that's cool. fantastic. I was uh, by it today, and uh, it was uh, loaded with people.
3: Yeah, it's getting great use this year. We're very excited.
2: Yeah. yeah, And yeah. little kids learning how to skate with uh, chairs. That's
3: yeah, awesome. we do have a few what is called skate buddies, which are little helpers for them to skate, but we only have, I think, one or two. And often it's a group, so they end up with chairs. Same thing, with we get a lot of adults who can't skate, so...
1: Right. Uh, recently, one night, I, I sneaked out and I went for dinner downtown with my wife. And as we were walking home... Uh, we normally wouldn't want to cut through the park in the evening. Uh, but then we saw all these kids and adults skating and realized that suddenly, just by dint of that one activity, the park had suddenly been transformed into a, like, a much safer space.
3: Yeah, you've and, just nailed my job yeah. to make sure we have more people out, more eyes in the street. and mm-hmm. helps people feel safer. It's a more welcoming space. Yep. Exactly. Nice. And done. Thank you. <laughs> skating.
2: <laughs> yeah, that no, seems to be working. Yeah, the the downtown is wonderful. It's like a a wonderland in winter. Yeah,
1: a,
3: a winter, winter
2: wonderland. Yeah, it's not very wintry though.
1: No, that, that's okay. No. Yeah. So uh, I know that winter or uh, winter restaurant week has just started. But what sort of feedback have you been getting?
3: People people are excited. It's like they've been waiting for this event forever. I wasn't sure what to expect. Uh, You know, people have just come off Christmas and, and eating all of that food. But I guess they're looking for something different and that community aspect. So reviews have been great so far we've had a few reviews on blogs so you can check those out we're sharing them on our page and through social media and we look forward to hearing what people think seeing their pictures hearing their experiences what's what's their favorite restaurant their favorite server their favorite dish you know we want to hear more
2: cool and how long does it run because it seems to be more than a week
3: Uh, It is. Don't we love the word week? And it's two weeks. That's right. February 10th, it ends and they're running dinner. So 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Right on. Excellent.
1: Well. But I
2: think we also have...
1: We have, well, uh, much like we did with uh, Barbara Manili earlier, we have a certificate of improvement for you, recognizing you as an official improvement vector.
3: We're like vector sisters now. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. vector sisters. It could be a band or something. Yeah, I'm a, a terrible singer, but... That's okay. Me too. <laughs> okay. We'll be the terrible vector singers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. This is going on the wall. Excellent.
2: Cool. Um, so uh, before we move to adjournment and whatnot, uh, where can people find the uh, RDBID on the interwebs?
3: We're all over. Uh, ReginaDowntown.com.
2: Right on. That and sounds very easy. Barbara, is there anywhere that people can find you on the Internet?
0: My website, com. Cool. That's M-E-N-E-L-E-Y. That's it.
1: Excellent. It's a musical. Um, I like it. Thank so you.
2: We have a uh,
1: motion. Yeah, I'll make a motion to adjourn. Okay, I'll second the motion. Motion passed. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR. Thank you to everybody who showed up tonight, to Barbara Manili and to Lisa Gibbons. Uh, Also, thanks to Guidewire, a.k.a. Ryan Hill, for providing that gorgeous theme music, as always. Uh, if you want to find us on the web, you can do so at CJTR.ca or on QueenCityIB.com. Not irritable bowel, but Improvement Bureau. Also, we can find us. You can find us on Twitter at QCIB or on Facebook at QueenCityImprovementBureau.com. Thank you very much. Keep on improving, Regina. Thanks, Regina.